You're listening to The Courage to Change, a recovery podcast. We are a community of recovering people who have overcome the odds and found the courage to change. Each week, we share stories of recovery from substance abuse, eating disorders, grief and loss, childhood trauma, and other life-changing experiences. Come join us no matter where you are on your recovery journey. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Courage to Change Recovery Podcast. My name is Ashley Lowe Blassingame. I am your host. And today I'm here with Scott Drockletown for a Q&A. Q&A. I got some jittery energy today, you know? Love like I've that. Got, I got the jitters. I got caffeine with no food, with caffeine with Ooh. no food. He's gonna go doo-doo on the podcast. <laughs> it's gonna be a first, everyone. Get ready. Oh. You know, it's like sort of like people are live tweeting or whatever, lots of weird stuff, from surgeries and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But this is gonna be from the toilet episode. <laughs> <laughs> that could be like a whole podcast. Like you only record while you're on the toilet. Trigger if warning. Does the show end when you like get off the toilet or when you're done? Or is it when you're you're off the toilet? I think it's when you're done and you flush. Like that's the end note of the episode. People don't want to listen to this episode already. (laughs) (laughs) Of this show. It's too much. This isn't what you came here for. No. But it might have been. If you're tuning in for this show and you're not ready for some crazy left turns, there's other options, you know? I'm glad you're telling our audience they should go elsewhere. (laughs) That's (laughs) what you're supposed to do, right? (laughs) It's really helpful. Stay here. We want you here. (laughs) Ashley, this leads perfectly into our topic today, which is what if you don't want to go to AA? Mm. You know, people have told you there's one game in town and you've got some bias against it or something and you don't want to go you got to go no there are alternatives to 12 step and the best part about this is that i researched alternatives to 12 step and i found a few i didn't know about oh and i had a really good time imagining what those meetings are like is there like a clown based one at all there is insane clown posse oh no family gigolos in recovery juggalos juggalos That's a different meeting. Gigolos in recovery <laughs> is a different keep, meeting. You can keep. <laughs> That's a different meeting. Juggalos in recovery. Yeah, there is. Gigolos in recovery. I mean. So yeah, Ashley, if people don't want to go to AA, what would some people's hesitations around, or what are some of the hesitations you hear people saying around AA or 12-step types of programs? Usually the hesitations I would say the most common one is related to it feeling religious or conversations about God. I've talked a lot here about how I dealt with that because that was the only game in town. God being G-O-D, gift of desperation, group of drunks. So that when they would talk about praying to God, I would pray to the group, good orderly direction, great outdoors. Again, I would use all these, which... I have to say was exhausting because while you're reading it and every time it says God, I would say great outdoors, great outdoors, great outdoors, great outdoors. And then great outdoors said, but (laughs) (laughs) that's what I did. I mean, it really is what I'm telling you the God's 
honest truth is I really did translate all the things. And I sometimes I have one of my old big books and I, (laughs) you can see it's like, I tried to cross them all out. (laughs) So like, I really did this. I really, when I, I'm not just telling you this, I really did this. And eventually I just stopped caring and went along. But for people with serious religious trauma, it can be really difficult to hear anything related to this. So that's the biggest one. I also hear things about, well, I don't want to call myself an alcoholic. I don't like labels. I hear things about people saying they don't like this idea of coming from a place of defect or that they're an alcoholic first. I mean, there's there's fundamental things that people rub them the wrong way. But the biggest thing I hear is what they feel like as a religious. And what AA says is that you can have a God of your own choosing a higher power as long as it's not you. What about people who don't want to just identify? Like that's their hang up with all of this is they're just like, I don't like, we actually had it in an interview recently where somebody was like, I had a problem because the people that I knew just led so much with their addiction and that felt like their whole personality. What if people have that issue with this whole process? I know lots of people who are sober who don't ever talk about it and certainly don't talk about it in their lives outside of sobriety. Many people who are very public in their life and people don't know that they're sober. I think a lot of people choose to make it a big part of their personality because it was a big part of their personality and their life before. And so it's a big part of their personality and life after. I'll use myself as an example. For many, many years, I did not want to work in doing anything related to recovery. And I pursued a career outside of recovery. I happened to end up where I am today, which I was begrudgingly dragged into, honestly. (laughs) I was a that was kind of my gripe was I don't want this to be my whole personality. And to be honest, it's not. For many people who know me personally, who spend time with me, it isn't. I don't spend all my time talking about it, but it is a big part of my world. And so I think what happens for people is that it becomes a big part of their world. And so they choose to bask in the gifts of that and let that lead. And that's their choice. But not everybody has to make that choice. Plenty and plenty of people do not have that be their personality. There is a piece of this that is about choosing the color of your life raft, right? And when you're drowning and you need a life raft, being too choosy about what life raft you get into, certainly at first, can be a recipe for losing that life. And what I do see is that people are terrified of getting help. And so they become very picky about where they're going to get help and they become very critical and they look for the differences, not the similarities, which I think can lead people down a pathway of just not getting help for longer. A great way to look at this is whatever the thing is that helps you, if you are getting help in the first place, get some time under your belt, get, you know, try something, whatever that is, and then make the changes as you go. But your alcoholism, if that's what you're dealing with, is your whole personality. (laughs) So if you're worried that recovery is going to be your whole personality or AA is going to be or whatever it is, right now, your alcoholism, your addiction is your whole personality. And if you think other people don't know that, they do. They may not know what to call it. They may not know what it is, but whatever it has created your personality. And so instead of being super wrapped up in the color of the life raft you're going to get into, my suggestion for people is get into a life raft, get some time, whatever that looks like, under your belt 
and then decide, okay, where do I want to be? But waiting because it's not a perfect fit can be a deadly decision. And honestly, a lot of people falsely believe that, that their addiction today isn't dominating who they are. I think that's good advice, right? To give it a a fair shake before you use all the like waiting for something to be perfect before you make a move. But I guess as you once you kind of give things the appropriate amount of time, like a decent shot, what would be some indicators to know for you to know like you're in the right spot? Like that this is your group with so many options. I could see that you having kind of paralysis by analysis or something, right? Like you're just, you're like, oh, but this one has this and this one has this. Like what, what do you find are the features of the groups where you feel like they've been most beneficial for you? I have found my groups within my groups, right? So 12 step, you have the umbrella of 12 step recovery, right? You have, and actually this is a good time to talk about this under the umbrella of 12 step, you have substance and process addictions, and then you have the support for the families. So 12 step, I'm going to go through a bunch of the programs just so people know 12 step. There's Alcoholics Anonymous, which is the original, the OG 12 step. Then you have Narcotics Anonymous. I went to Narcotics Anonymous so that I could drink. And then in the meeting, they were like, an alcohol is a drug, period. And I was like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's stupid. What about Red Bull? Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) No, Red Bull's Bull's definitely allowed in Narcotics Anonymous. (laughs) So you have Alcoholics Anonymous, AA, Narcotics Anonymous, NA. Well, you have Cocaine Anonymous, Heroin Anonymous. I went to a Heroin Anonymous meeting when I first got sober. And I shared, I kid you not, I shared in Prescott, Arizona that I just, I was crying. And I said, I just want to use heroin like a normal person. And the whole meeting erupted in laughter. (laughs) So that's good. Okay. Anyway, Cocaine Anonymous, Heroin Anonymous, Crystal Meth Anonymous, Pills Anonymous, Nicotine Anonymous, Sex Addicts Anonymous, Love Addicts Anonymous, Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous, Gamblers Anonymous, Food Addicts Anonymous, Codependence Anonymous, Overeaters Anonymous, Dual Diagnosis Anonymous. So those are all the programs. I mean, I think there are more, but those are the main programs for the person suffering from some sort of addiction to something, right? Whether that's gambling, food, nicotine, et cetera. There are also, and they're really good programs under the umbrella of Al-Anon, which is support for the families who are struggling, who are living with someone. And Al-Anon was started as the family program for Alcoholics Anonymous. They also have Naranon, which was started for the families of Narcotics Anonymous, but they have Alateen, Naratine, and then one of my favorites, so my favorite Al-Anon, and then Adult Children of Alcoholics and Dysfunctional Families, ACA. You've probably heard me talk about it, but they have ACA is a very robust program. And many of us grew up in dysfunctional families. Many of us are adult children of alcoholics. It's a rad program. And so going to a meeting where you feel like the people there that you have similarities to them, that you can relate to what they're saying, relate to their stories. Sometimes you relate to a group of people early on, and then as you're sober longer, you don't relate to their life now as much. I think really feeling like a sense of community, a sense of comfort, a sense of being understood, and camaraderie. Those are really important 
pieces of the puzzle. If you are struggling to feel those things, it might not be the right group for you. And within that, sometimes people feel really drawn to a group of people who use the same substance they did. For me, alcohol was always there. While I was a heavy drug user, I don't feel as comfortable with the group in our Products Anonymous as I do in Alcoholics Anonymous. I was basically raised in Alcoholics Anonymous. So even though I used a lot of drugs, I personally feel more comfortable at the AA meetings. That's like, that's my, it's a cultural thing. That's the group that I'm in. So that's an example of some people. It's like, I didn't drink that much. I want to go to Narcotics Anonymous because I don't relate to the stories about alcohol. For me, alcohol is an umbrella term for every addictive thing that I did. So finding what fits for you within that group, like what is it that you need in order to feel like you have community, feel understood and see some sort of daily pathway, right? You don't need to see the pathway for your whole future of recovery, but you can see a daily pathway and you can grab onto somebody who can help you through that. So if you hear all this and you're just like, you know what? Sorry, dude, 12 steps, not my thing. And this isn't working for me. Can you just run down a couple of the other ones? Obviously people can Google. So I think our value is in like giving the sort of quick synopsis version of some of the different options that are out there. So what other, what else do we have on the table? There are a couple of Buddhist options, Refuge Recovery, Buddhist Recovery Network and Recovery Dharma. I dig these. Me personally, I really love the Buddhist perspective on recovery. So those are definitely ones to check. There are female only or focused, which Women for Sobriety, WFS, and She Recovers, which does a lot of great work. They have a lot of retreats and workshops and really great stuff. She Recovers. Love that program. There is a program for young people called Young People in Recovery, YPR. Celebrate Recovery is a faith-based Christian recovery program. Smart Recovery uses a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy in their literature, and they have a lot of worksheets and meetings that are led by trained facilitators. They're also very good. There's a big community there in San Diego, but also a lot of online meeting options. Life Ring Secular Recovery, they're another option for a secular view of recovery that does not use the 12 steps. There is community. So lionrock.life has a large community of recovering people and you define your recovery however makes sense for you and that's accepted in the group. And they have not only support recovering support for whatever addiction or struggles that you have and how you define your sobriety, but they also offer personal finance and recovery, parenting and recovery, grief and recovery. So under that umbrella, they have so many different types of meetings to help people with this newfound path. So that is lionrock.life and called community. Cool. Well, I think that's pretty extensive. So I think there's a version that's out there for you, but I like Ashley's analogy of just get in the life raft and then we can talk about what's the exact right fit life raft for you at some point. But hopefully this was helpful. Ashley, any last things you want to leave people with? Wherever you go for your support, please, please focus on the similarities, not the differences. It's really an important part of being in recovery in general and learning how to change your life. So wherever, whatever life raft you get in, even if you're not going to stay there, while you're there, look for the similarities, not the differences. I promise it will help you. 
This podcast is sponsored by lionrock.life. Lionrock.life is a diverse and supportive recovery community offering weekly over 70 online peer support meetings, useful recovery information, and entertaining content. Whether you're newly sober, have many years in recovery, or you're recovering from something other than drugs and alcohol, we have space for you. Visit www.lionrock.life today and enter promo code COURAGE for one month of unlimited peer support meetings free. Find the joy in recovery at lionrock.life.